0: Hey, this is Candia Raquel, founder of Centro de Poder. Welcome to the Sensual Sessions podcast, the place to explore sensing pleasure through your senses and expressing your pleasure in a way that is completely free from inhibition. And today we have a very special guest. This is Rodrigo Suarez. He is an Alexander Technique teacher and a cello musician. Welcome,
1: Rodrigo. Thank you. Hello again, Candia. Hello. And I'm, I'm also, as well as a cello teacher, an uh, Alexander technique teacher and a cello player, I am also a non-violent communication trainer, which is what I'm going to talk about. Today. Yeah, this is
0: very important. Non-violence communication. And you're a teacher and a trainer. So, I am very curious about how to communicate desire and pleasure and uh, boundaries when you are on a sensual context. It can be whether you are enjoying yourself um, in a massage session or you are in the bedroom with your beloved, like h- how you say more, less, stop. <laughs> mm-hmm. like, because I feel this is so so fundamental. Like we, we express so much through actions and through our body, but things can and should be put into words. So mm-hmm. no doubt.
1: Yes, sometimes it can sound less romantic if you have to put words into it, uh, but that, that concern that it's not that should be romantic, so you should shouldn't be necessary. Actually, stops the real romanticism. So, yes, um, there are many things that happen by themselves when there is a flowing, and words that sometimes are necessary but for that to happen usually you need words you need words to be able to uh, to, yes. to set the things necessary for that to happen
0: yes wow you need words in order for words not to be needed
1: exactly mm-hmm. yes
0: and and how can we get to that because sometimes it's it's very challenging to to speak your truth sometimes because that has consequences like one of the huge consequences is rejection that in my experience was learned at an early age like there I say no to to someone in my household and the answer was like immediate rejection. Like, ah ah, you say no, like you you don't comply. Well then you you are out of the of the tribe. Like you you're risking to become an outcast. Like that radical mm-hmm. was, like it it was yes or yes like Yes, or go to the street. So Mm later like like, I mean that's good in conflict because I really measure my words, even even if I am like in in a difficult situation in a discussion, I never say something because I just blurt it out by accident. I am very mindful and even when (laughs) even when I when I really say something, it's because I really mean it. But I don't think that's the way it should be. And definitely it has affected my personal uh, relations because I keep things for for myself in a way because I don't want to hurt the other person and I don't want to to not comply because I will risk rejection. So, Mm -hmm. like from, how can we deal with, with the potential consequences
1: of mm-hmm. So, okay. so there, there are two sides to it. One is how to say things in a way, how to express things in a way that is less likely that the other person will okay. listen to them as an attack or as okay. A, okay. a criticism. Non-binary. Yes. So that's one side. And the other side is, if the other person does take it like that, how to listen to that person, how to empathize with that person. It doesn't mean that you will, like if the other person wants something that doesn't, this is according to your needs, doesn't mean that you will have to comply to that. Um, okay. Okay. But, but you, if you listen with empathy, the other person, usually when they if, if it feel, if they feel understood, usually they are more open like to listen to you need so from the side of how to say it in a way that the other person is more likely that the other person will won't hear this as, as an attack or criticism or a demand is like there's so many words that we have learned that we have so ingrained is the way we all talk it's actually our um, judge, like moral judgments, labels, um, okay. like right and wrong uh, language. So we, we have so ingrained that we really have to unlearn it and learn the language of feelings and needs, like like saying, what I'm telling you is, isn't about you. It's about me. It's yes. about how I feel and how, how okay. what I need. It doesn't mean that you are wrong. It doesn't mean that you have to do this. That, it just means that I have this need, and if if you um, if you do this that I'm requesting, that's going to help this need. If it doesn't work work for you to do what I'm asking, then i'm I'll look for another strategy to meet my need, so it's not the demand okay um, so so that's one thing so and usually you feel more vulnerable if you're talking about your feelings and needs because we learned that we're not supposed to have feelings and needs. But actually, if we talk from that vulnerable, vulnerability instead of saying what that person should be doing, it's more likely that the other person will hear it. Um, so that's that side of, of how you say it. And then how you hear the, the person with empathy is, for example, if, you, yeah, if your partner wants, in a way, wants to get into some intimacy with you, and you you are not up to it at the moment. If you you can say it from yourself, like okay, right now I'm tired, I don't feel like getting into this. How is it for you if you do it tomorrow? Um, so you are talking about yourself, but even then they might take it personally, and they can say, okay, yeah, I'm sorry, I know you don't like me, and whatever. I shouldn't have asked, and uh, so you can listen empathically. Like, okay, so I feel that you, you you feel heard because you really want to know that you're important for me, and you would it's important for you to know that this is reciprocal. That I'm attracted to you the same way that you are attracted to me. Uh, so okay. usually, if that person feels understood in what they felt, okay. then they're more open. Uh, say, okay, really, I, I, I I do like you and you are very important to me. And it is that I'm tired, but I'm sure tomorrow I could enjoy it more. Like that might be more open. So that's other side, like however the other person is expressing themselves, um, how to listen to the feelings and needs that are behind them and empathize with that.
0: Wow. Wow. It's, it's more than just talking. It's more than, than a template for communication it
1: yeah
0: I get the impression that is about being clear on what's your stance in regards to the other and and expressing your subjective position saying like uh starting with yourself with how are you feeling? What are you needing or what are you wanting? instead of making it about the other and doing your best to remove labels like like adje- adjectives. like you are demanding or you are slow or you are whatever because those have judgment implied. and also removing the should or must which has to do with respecting the other and not coming to the other from the stance of authority that is commanding the other on what to do in regards to yourself, Mm -hmm. which is very violent. And I mean, that's how most of we have been brought up in Mexico. Very violent... (laughs) Lently <laughs> through communication, which naturally sets the stage for other kinds of of perpetration. So yeah, it's vulnerable to to begin with how I am feeling and put mm-hmm. that up front. It's it's having the the cards laying the cards on the table and in regards to the other to the listening trying to get to, to the heart of the matter trying to to understand where the other person is coming from that is beyond the words, like, okay, this person is attracted to me and I am, if he wants or she wants to make out with me now and I don't want, it's important for me to set the boundary and reject that advance. And that reject That rejection. I mean, I I think no one wants to get rejected, (laughs) but it it can be a polite and rejection that invites understanding, understanding, and even uh, more closeness, and also the trust for the other person to reject you in the future in the same manner, without Mm -hmm. being violent, and setting it clear that it's a rejection because not being in the right moment it's not a rejection in regards to the attraction or the love feelings and actually mm-hmm. and actually i feel that that can actually reinforce the attraction because it's like i know that you are attracted to me and i want you to really be sure how much attractive you are to me like you really turn me on you drive me crazy and i am sure that tomorrow when i'm done with my period or i get enough sleep i will be up to it and it's mm-hmm. a complete different perspective because actually what makes or breaks meaningful connections is how you deal with the impasse or the difference or the conflict, and that's mm-hmm. and after you get over this difference, then I believe love starts to happen. Because if there are no difference, you're in a narcissistic relation with a mirror or with your clone. <laughs>
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And what happens with communication is that you start to see the other as someone different. And I, I am communicating how I am now. So you get it because you're not getting it telepathically, so nor not tacitly nor physically. This has to be put in words. So these are the words delivered in this nonviolent way. And also, like I'm, I'm taking what you're telling to me, and coming back with with this offering of understanding. So we had the difference, but we build a bridge over this difference through exactly. this communication. Yes. Mm-hmm. Can, can you give us like? Uh, eh. Sorry.
1: Well, I was going to say that if you, can you hear me? Perfectly. Okay. Yes, if you if you are tired and your partner uh, comes with this suggestion and you you don't say no because you want to be a good partner, you don't want to hurt their feelings. Actually, it's going to be worse because they're going to sense that something that you're not something is in there. Or maybe even if you don't don't sense it you will build resentment and and they will pay your resentment at some point somehow yeah so th- that's why something it's will be off
0: so it's it's not the same to to be on the act and you are like in the bed out of obligation which is the worst that can happen and the mm-hmm. other person will notice that you are not going crazy in the light so mm-hmm. then the misunderstanding can go exponentially because then the other person can feel that it's not performing properly that that you don't like him or like her anymore or is fat or is too skinny or, or whatever which could have been prevented by stating a non-violent boundary which also set the base to to the other half, better tools to set their boundaries <laughs> and reject you when needed.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: Yeah, so, so just a, a quick recap. Uh, there's the speaking and there's the listening. And when you're talking, you need to express how you're feeling without practically using you statements bec- without like I mean without pointing fingers using the should or must nor using labels
1: mm-hmm.
0: and and then making a clear request and when you are listening you need to to do the same but backwards like try to to understand how the person how the other person is feeling and then stating your response with a clear reason of what you want to do in regards to where you're standing
1: mm-hmm. and expressing when you're listening, well, like imagine how they're feeling and also what their needs are, and you can ask them to see if you are really understanding.
0: Uh, okay, very important. Did I get it right? Am I really mm-hmm. understanding? Yeah, yes. so the other person feels listened, And you know, this is so beautiful because it's a practice of connection. It's like, no matter what we are saying, but or what is going on, the base, the fundamental base that is going on is that there's a we, that I am talking and you're listening and that you're talking and I am listening. So no matter what happens, no matter what is discussed, we are in this together. And this is fantastic. Exactly. So tell us, Rodrigo, how can we learn more and practice more nonviolent communication?
1: Is, it, is this, are we running out of time now? Does it mean we're yeah, sadly. Exactly. OK. <laughs> well, well, there are many videos on YouTube. So you can just search nonviolent communication by Marshall Rosenberg. Um, that would be a good way. And the book, his book. Nonviolent Communication, a language of life. And also my web page is Libresencia. That's in Spanish for those who understand Spanish. And I also have a Facebook fan page. Um C C N V CNV Comunicación No Violenta Mexico. cnv Comunicación No Violenta Mexico. That's for Fantastic. who understand Spanish. Mm -hmm.
0: Thank you, Rodrigo. Such a pleasure.
1: Thank you very much. Such a
0: concise, meaningful, important episode on how how to communicate your needs and your wants in Mm -hmm. the extremely vulnerable context of intimacy, sensuality, sexuality, and pleasure. So thank you. And thank you, sensualists. Go to Libresencia.com. And on Instagram, go to CNV Mexico to get in contact with Rodrigo Suarez. And if you haven't subscribed already to the Essential Sessions, well, please go to www.centrodepoder.com and get yourself signed up to get this on your inbox weekly. Until next time, remember to sense your fire so you can share the flame.